Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 33, Suns Fan with Cinderin. How are you doing today, Cinderin? What's happening? Hello, Cinderman. Hello, hello, help. Hello. You are looking fabulous today, if I do say so myself. Thank you. I don't look like death, or? You look refreshed, and you know why that is, Cinderin? I don't know. Because the schedule has now changed per your request to be half an hour later. So for those that True. you know watch this live, 1.30 a.m. Pacific and 10.30 CET. So thank you, everyone. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Uh, would you like to get started with... Uh, it's been a couple weeks, actually, since we've done a normal podcast. So we have some things to kind of go over. But first and foremost, and we got some reviews. Take it over. Which ones you want to okay. do? Enjoy. Mm, I'll do the last two, but you want me to go first? No, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You go first. Okay, this is Epic is the name of the amazing review by Capri Sun <laughs> from Great Britain. As someone who really enjoys Dota but doesn't care much for esports apart from watching TI, it's nice to have a platform which keeps me up to date with what is going on in the scene. Just kidding. I copied and pasted that from one of the other Wet Wipe reviews. <laughs> Wet Wipe reviews. That's actually a really... I love that. I'm going to have to use that. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. How do Suns fan arteries still operate when they are full of Coke and an assortment of fast food chain sauces? It's true. And how come Cindern eats out at restaurants, drinks alcohol, eats all types of food, and has a social life like a normal person and is still somehow less cultured than Suns fan? Excuse also, me? he named his dog Onion. Keep up the good work, gentlemen, and Godspeed. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that you're less cultured than me. I don't agree with him. This but person thank is just, you. It's okay. There's plenty of misinformed people in this day and age. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Fake news is what you're trying to say? Okay. Yeah. Next Sounds review by it. Arctic Owl from Australia The Calm versus The Storm. I started listening to Sunset back in the Han days, and even though he's turned it down a little bit, there's still the same bedwetting stories and raw, informed <laughs> opinions that I find highly relatable. Conversely, Sindarin has a soothing voice, which is optimal for sleep and wonderful uh -huh. Dota dreams. His analysis night, provides sir. an equally, albeit differently informed opinion, <laughs> which has the power to change a stubborn mind. Cheers for the hard work, guys. Awesome reviews. Thank you, friends. All right. I got five stars from Drive-By Baptism, and the title is five stars hey guys i just wanted to say how much oh i just wanted to say how listening to sun's fan talk about dota has inspired me okay the talk about playing dota has inspired me really uh i'm a 5k player and knowing sun's fan plays in my bracket has really motivated me to get to 6k so i will never have to play with sun's fan in ranked thanks for podcasting down for us center okay there you go now it makes sense i was like really <laughs> really uh top notch dota 2 and whatever podcast five stars from hdj from Philippines, I should mention Drive by Baptism, was from Canada. Mm. Hey guys, I always listen to your cast during my daily drive, and you guys are always fun to listen to, but for crying out loud, Cinderman, in Bruges is a great movie. Watch it, please. 
you get five stars, but I'll downgrade this to four if you don't watch it by episode 32. <laughs> and can you guys do a segment comparing NBA teams to Dota teams? Yes, Suns fan can definitely do that. God, I'm sure we'll get many complaint letters, unfortunately, as much as I would love to do that. Uh, but yes, thank you for the reviews, friends. Uh, some general news, Cinder, and obviously, the, like we said, the time of the podcast has changed a bit. Uh, I want to say a personal thanks to everybody that reached out via Twitter, social media, Reddit especially. You and I got a bunch of threads over, the, I guess this was a couple of weeks ago at this point, for our casting for the We Play qualifiers. First time I've cast in a long-ass time, especially with you. Last time, like we said, was during Captain's Draft, the minor, and it was a lot yeah. of fun, so appreciate the support, guys. It was... It was a lot of fun for me, Cinderin. I don't know about you. Were you miserable? Uh, it's okay. Okay, just wanted to check. <laughs> no. Uh, another. No, it was it was really fun. Hey, man, dude, you can't just stop talking about it. Then I look like a dick. You, know, you need to give me a I chance want you to, to look like a dick. Okay. <laughs> no, Can it was talk? it was good fun. I like I like when we um, when we cast. It's it's just a different style, you know. And I understand that it's not necessarily everyone's favorite because you know we're a little bit more chill and casual about it even though it was a dpc event qualifier we were still you know just having fun talking some off-topic stuff once in a while cracking jokes but for me it's really refreshing to cast like that and i at the end of the day for me i think the most important thing is that it's entertaining right i think a lot of people had fun so i think if we have fun there's a good chance others have fun too unless we're just being stupid well some people don't like to have fun we've we've established this time and time again it's just people play league of legends for example who knows? Uh, also, uh, A to Z will be starting up soon. I'm putting this out on the record so Cinderin will actually do it with me. I'm forcing We're him. recording tomorrow. Yes, we're recording tomorrow. Not sure if I'm going to live stream it or not. We'll see. Either way, uh, you can expect us to do a bunch at a time and then release them over, like I don't know, weekly maybe, bi-weekly. I'm not sure. We'll figure that out later. Uh, and then the last thing, Cinderin, which I know a lot of people are really excited about. Remember when I said that our... Number one mm-hmm. pick from last year in the NBA draft for the Phoenix Suns was suspended for 25 games. Yeah. He's coming back today. Oh, I wow. I'm very excited. Shannon, the I'm, Suns... I'm going to have to interrupt you for a second. We have a visitor. Oh, my. Is that Onion? Oh, Onion. How cute are you? This is for video. I, I can describe it for the audio listeners. It's a dog, <laughs> and it's named Onion. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Is it a he or a she? I forgot. It's a he. Oh. Say you're a he. Say you're a he, Lloyd. Do it. Is he a good boy? Hello. <laughs> How hard has the training been? Keep us up to date with this stuff. Uh, it's, I would say, as far as the dog goes, Susie takes care of like 80% right now, probably. It's fair to say. So yeah. The majority no of the training is her. Do you want to tell him how hard the training has been? She hasn't showered. So she will not. <laughs> That's the precursor to answering that question is showering. <laughs> well, that's very cute. I'm glad you have a dog named Onion. That's very cute. And you take it out for walks. Have you picked up its poop yet, Cinderin? Yes, consistently. Oh. Consistently. That's good. I'm very happy for you. You guys. Oh, he's sniffing look. the table, Sharon. He loves it. Oh. Okay. Does that mean he All likes right, that me? Was a good, that was a good little visit, buddy. But the podcast will last forever if you don't go away. Is this the uh, introduction to your dog, or have you shown it on stream before? Uh, I have shown it on stream before. You couldn't even give us the premiere to your dog? You serious? I couldn't what, sorry? You couldn't give us the premiere to your dog? 
Um, After how many praises everyone's giving you for the name of the dog? Come on. Everybody <laughs> loves it. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Like it's a, it's a split the room kind of name. Yes. Some people love it and some people think it's terrible. It's kind of funny. There's nobody who's like, that's an okay name. You know? Either they think it's the greatest ever or the worst ever. So that's pretty funny. I mean, if I didn't know the meaning, I would think it's fine. I'd like, oh, it's a European name. You know, oh, right. loy. Right. <laughs> right. It's it's close with loy, right? I always put like this Arabic spin on it. Anywho, let's move on. Uh, good, good, good for Aiden. I'm I'm cheering for Aiden personally. Thank you. Yes. Don't uh, uh, whatever you did, don't do it again. I already forgot. He ate or drank or laxative something he wasn't supposed to he laxative it up no doubt about it all right so dota had a bunch of patches uh we don't need to go through line by line obviously but the the three that have come out since we've last talked about it are 7.23 c d and e before we get started though do you like that they're coming out with so many patches is this a good thing or a bad thing this is like i think it's necessary but think of it like when 7.00 came out how fast did they patch it this much was it this often? I don't think so. I feel like yes, but it's hard to remember. I mean, it's already how long ago is that now? That's two true. years yeah. two years and four months? It came out in right. August in 2017, right? And there, was some, anyway. there were a lot of micro patches that were just balances for Snapfire and Void Spirit that aren't even in these patch notes, which is really mind-boggling to me. I understand it's for DPC, but at least you know, put them in the notes. Anywho, yeah. uh, anything in 7.23c that you wanted to discuss? I think each one of them have something significant. Um, I think one of the things worth talking about in general is how items get removed, right? Because I think it's yes. uh, it's kind of the talk. One of the big talks right now is how many items are actually going to stay in the game. Uh, I believe they've removed three in total now, right? They removed Elixir, which happened in the C version. They removed something in the E version, I think. Was it three or was it four? Third Eye got removed four. in this one. Third Eye got removed... And there's definitely one more, at least one more that got removed. Yeah, chat's saying uh, four. It is four. I just don't remember what they are at this yeah. point. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's already indicative, right? That we can't remember what chat's got removed. I mean, um, 60 item, 62 items, you know, yeah. or whatever it was. I, I want to say the biggest patterns overall, instead of going into detail with every single patch, I'd rather just try to encapsulate all three, if you don't okay. mind, into yeah, like fine. a conclusion kind of thing. Because what we talked about was that uh, we've talked about this in the podcast that there's these objectives on the map that there's a lot of going to be a lot of focus on now, right? With like the outposts and fighting for bounty runes. Uh, but what they've basically done is I think there's been a lot of negative feedback that there's way too much forced fighting. So the outpost experience got nerfed. The outposts now only work every ten minutes instead of every five after they get activated. Uh, there was a nerf to XP talents that we talked about. They're actually all removed now, which we should definitely mention. We were theorizing that Shocker. would happen. So yep. that happened too. Um, this a little bit less experience for kills. They removed a Tome of Knowledge at minute 10. There's only one instead of two now because, again, power creep, I think, was a problem. People were just getting too strong too fast. Like the flow of the game was really quick. And It was Heroes uh, of the Storm. Yeah, people were talking about how position 5 doesn't even exist anymore. Because like mm -hmm. everybody just got neutral drops, everybody got more gold experience. Um, so they had to slow down things a little bit. Uh, including that passive gold doesn't increase with your hero level anymore. So the GPM has dropped off as well. Like It's just tried to really slow things down a bit. Um, there is actually a live tournament right now um, happening in Singapore. Uh, the one esports 
the One Esports Dota 2 World Pro Invitational Singapore. There you go. That's um, a great name. And so far, first. so far in the first day of games, it seems that brawling is still really powerful. The teams Heroes that are dominating, the, the teams that are let's winning just, are let's stop calling it brawling. fighting a lot. Please refer to it as Heroes um, of the Storm from now on. The teams playing Heroes of the Storm are doing great in this Dota tournament right now. Thank um, you. It seems like if you try to play greedy carries or if you try to play slow, you it doesn't necessarily mean you auto-lose, but you fall behind. And coming back is difficult. And the teams that are good at fighting and are very active and pick uh, just pick heroes that are tailored for that seem to be having success right now. So the meta, I think, will develop a lot in the next month. There's probably going to be more patches to make it more varied because in my opinion right now, the patch is actually not that... Um, What's a good word for it? There isn't that much variety. There there probably is in terms of what teams play, but when you look at what actually wins, I don't think there's enough strategic diversity right now that is interesting. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. yeah. What else? I think that's... Oh, yeah, of course, I should mention the two shrines got removed. That definitely mm-hmm. deserves some attention, too. The two bottom shrines have been removed. Yeah, what do you think uh, about again, that? Again, probably... I think it's good. I honestly wouldn't mind if shrines got removed entirely. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think the reason they're doing it is to, again, there's so much stuff on the map that I was like getting almost cluttered. So I think they wanted to remove something away from it. They wanted to spice things up a bit with how you put your lanes. Like now you're choosing if you if you want a lane for your shrine lane. Uh, you're adding more value to taking the bottom dire tier one tower, for example, which for the longest time has been a super low value tower because, yeah, we lose this tower, but we still have a shrine that we can TP to and control our triangle with. Now that that triangle is gone, suddenly the Radiant has a really big incentive to get aggressive down there. Um, and then conversely for the dire, it's a bit different um, in the bottom area where they would take that tower anyway. Most games, you know, the safe lane you... towers always fall really fast. Do you think it affects laning stage drastically in terms of the fact that uh, like Radiant, for example, don't have a shrine? The safe lane doesn't have a shrine to go to while Dire does? Does that Mm. play a huge impact or is it more like the mid-game control of the jungle slash Roshan for later? I've, I've still been thinking about like if it matters more or not for Radiant or Dire in the bottom area. I think overall... The conclusion I've come to when thinking about it, like the short version about what happens for Radiant and what happens for Dire, is that Radiant will have... Since they were already losing that tower anyway in most games, they're going to lose more access naturally to their own safe area of the jungle in the Radiant, like in the in the bottom part. Whereas the Dire will lose an area they weren't used to losing, but the tower that is guarding is also harder to take. It's a bit technical why it's harder to take the dire offlane tower than the radiant safe lane one. Um, but that is, it's definitely, I would say overall a dire buff, I think, even though the area they lose was harder to control for the radiant before. Man, this is getting way too complicated. No, I, it's, it's interesting to think, because I didn't um, even think about the, the triangle, so to speak. I was more thinking just laning stage, and then now that dire... Uh, the, the Roshan advantage that Dyer used to yeah. have back in the day and how that's kind of metamorphosed. I mean, as far years. as laning stage, I think both the safe laners and the off laners were using shrines consistently together, right? Like most of yeah. the time, both sides. So 
I think what matters the most is that now there's one lane that has it. So do you choose to put your carry in the off lane? Because minute seven, he will have a shrine. Can that be a big enough difference to consider playing aggro tri lane or aggro dual lanes or, you know, uh, switching things up a little bit so that I personally don't know if that seven minute shrine will be given that much value, but we should, yeah. Did you mention the shrine activates at seven minutes? I think we did. Um, that was also a change. It used not. to be five. Yes. It is now at seven minutes and then every four instead of at five minutes and every five. And that's another good change because everything was happening at five and ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So we're spreading things out a little bit instead of having this five-minute clutter, ten-minute clutter all the time. So I think the and changes then, are really good, and I think it was necessary, and I think there will be more patches coming up after this tournament. What did we get major, to for 7.22? Uh, what letter? Do you remember? Was it like... Was it I? It was probably, yeah, something oh, like I, H. I think I that this H, I think. patch will be the, what what is it, how do you even describe it? The longest, I don't know, it'll be the, the, the highest later, letter. The highest letter in the, the lowest letter in the alphabet, technically, if you go down, whatever. Uh, this will <laughs> be, be a big one because they are coming out with patches left, right, and center. And half of them, like we said, were nerfs to the new heroes that weren't even version numbers. But let's uh, quickly wrap up with the XP talents that were removed. We talked about this, like you said, Many times. I mean, I don't think either of us are actually surprised. I'm more surprised it took till letter E <laughs> to get rid of them. And at first I was like, oh, maybe they're just trying to think of like some really cool talents. But then they're all like super generic, two mana regen, 30 damage, <laughs> health. Uh, Oracle apparently is the only one with an XP talent that, or sorry, with a talent that gives intelligence, which is really yep. random. Why do you think that is out of curiosity? It used to, Earth Spirit used to have one. Skyrath used to have one. They just got changed, and I don't know why. Um, Weird. Don't know. So the I don't XP see any talents... reason why you wouldn't be allowed to have int talents on heroes. Like, yeah, that doesn't. I think for we can quickly again talk about the XP talents, mm-hmm. how it affects the game. Because the the reason it's gotten rid of, like we've talked about in the past, is it was a no brainer at this point. You take the your if you don't take the XP talent, it was just wrong. Because you're going to get level 30 if the game goes just an average amount of time for the most part. The heroes that I will miss it on, Sindarin, specifically, mm-hmm. are Weaver. Oh, my God. The XP talent of Weaver was so freaking good. And where was it? Tidehunter is the other one. Core right. Tidehunter. Mm. Carry Tidehunter. Rip. I think the problem, like we talked about, when heroes are good because of their XP talent, I think whatever you give them in return when they lose it, um needs to be good right i'm just i'm looking across these heroes that lost their xp talents and most of the talents they got are just not good like yeah most of the heroes got hit pretty hard i think weaver got eight agility instead of 35 percent xp gain <laughs> terrible like huge <laughs> drop off that's yeah. so much worse arguably across the entire list i'll just highlight the ones that i think are really good and the ones that are really bad and then we can leave the rest sure Shadow Demon, really good. He got 100 cast range. Awesome on that hero. That's a really good talent. And in the past, I think I might have actually taken it over XP gain if I was given the choice on level 10. I could have taken this talent over 30% XP, actually. It's very, very nice to have cast range on that hero. So great talent for him. Uh, I think there was one other hero. Abaddon, 10 strength. It's pretty. That's pretty solid. It's a tanky frontline hero, whether you play Can support I, or... Before you start, the, tell me when you get to the bad list, because I, I want to say mine first. Okay. Um, I think that was the good list. There's Nothing nobody else? else where I'm like, <clears throat> no, they're okay. 
Yeah, nothing yeah, game breaking for sure. I think Beastmaster the worst plus 30 talent damage is decent. Who? Beastmaster plus thirty damage sounds pretty good. It's solid, solid. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I will say the worst one is Keeper of the Light, six percent spell land. Hundred percent agree. It's how much? Terrible. How much damage does that actually? I, I haven't done the math personally, but uh, right. A like, fully channeled Illuminate is five hundred damage. So six percent okay. increase is thirty okay. on a five second channeled spell, which Very you generally good. don't max as Caudal anyway. So when you're level ten, it's not level four most of the time. And then blinding on light. blinding light, which deals two hundred damage on level four, I think still. <laughs> It is an increase of 12 damage? Yeah. So, okay, damage. let's say they stick with Spell Lamp for this hero. Right. How much would it have to be for it to be good? Now, there's a fine line, because I know this sounds stupid, but if you make it too high, people will start buying Dagon on this hero, and it yeah, would actually be true. good, right? So yeah. what is the number, in your opinion? Well, what his other talent, I think, is 25 move speed. It's 20 or 25, which I would take every single game. Zero exception. Until, I just don't see any appeal in this. Until Spell Amp is what number? 40% Spell Amp. Would you take it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. There's uh, a number. 30%. 10 or 15. 15 probably is enough. Really? I don't think 10 is enough. I think 15. Okay. I would take one fifteen. Would you itemize differently with fifteen percent spell amp? Mm, I like going late game e blade on Caudal in a lot of games anyway because mm -hmm. it's a you already want the ghost scepter. It's a good setup for saving teammates. You have cast range talent on level fifteen, so you have really good range. Uh, that might make it appealing for me to make a Dagon after that, perhaps in some games at least. I could I could see it, but okay. yeah, I, I'm like. I think when Valve changes talents, it's because the other talent in the row gets picked more than like 95% of the times. And I think mm. that will be the case for this talent. It's just not good. Um, and it was the same with the XP talents, right? In the end, they got picked every time. And it's not... The talent system isn't interesting if the choice is always the same. It's supposed to give you different paths to take with your hero and make the game more diverse. And some talents just haven't managed that for, honestly, a year. Or two years, even. So there's probably a bunch of heroes that just suck ass now without the XP talents. Right? I would expect a drop-off of win rate of like 2 to 3% for these heroes based on losing XP talents. The one that it was really good for, like Weaver. I think Weaver will suffer from this. And I, I could be wrong. I just, he didn't get any buffs, right, to compensate at all. He just lost a 35% XP talent, basically. But now you get to have that Shikuchi damage that no one ever picked, Cinderin. Yeah, I mean, at least that talent is good. So now you're gonna it have is, the same problem. Solid. No one will take a, no one will take eight agility. Yeah, right. I so I mean, I just think some of these talent choices are not very. They're not what I would hope because we were talking about how I would love for, ultimately, in a way, I would love that all all is a stretch, but most passive talents just get removed. And by that, I mean the ones that just give like flat health or flat damage or. Mm. flat stats because i think there's so much creativity that you can do with talents where they like change spells or change cooldowns or you know what whatever it would be uh like a great example shadow demon's talent with soul catcher creates an illusion when the target dies mm -hmm. like this kind of path you can take every hero down and be creative and it's just not as fun with what do you plus think 20 of speed or something like that right so. theory crafting just random ideas here because 
at this point, this, this I feel like this patch is amazing for me because we can talk mm. about anything and nothing's crazy anymore. My ideas are no longer crazy. Uh, Slax's ags for lichen is in the game for God's sake. So, um, <laughs> thanks for that. I, I would love to theory craft like crazy stuff. What do you think about a talent? I'm trying to think if there's one in the game like this. I think Venge might become the closest. A talent that unlocks a new ability. So you have one of two talents to choose from. Both of them give you a new ability entirely. So the one I'm thinking of is Venge obviously unlocks technically abilities for his, her illusion. I don't think there's any mm. other hero that has something like this. Could be wrong. Nothing comes to mind initially. Uh, does Earth Spirit have the... Ooh, that's true. He can, that... GM, he, can, he can grip allies on 25, right? Right, but is that an Ags I thing? I can't so. remember how they changed that anymore. The Ags thing is the be... one where you turn an ally to stone. Right, that's the ability. Or an enemy, yeah. So the Ags gives the ability, and Geomagnetic Grip gets new utility, basically. That's like yeah. the closest I could just think of off the top of my head. But it's still the same spell, so I don't know. But that's another oh. great example of a, a cool Chat... talent, right? Where Invoker, Cataclysm. That's a good point. Oh, true, true. That Cataclysm. is one. But okay. that is not a talent anymore. Now it's on the axe. But it used to be a talent. Oh, yeah, you're right. forgot they changed that too. God, so many changes. Okay, so um, what you're saying is my idea is amazing and they're going to implement something, right? I I have absolutely no problem with people getting new spells. It's, I just think it's a, incredibly difficult to balance. That's the problem. Um, but there is other stuff in the game right now that seems really hard to balance. So. <laughs> the game's not balanced right now. So there's a, no, that's the good I news. Right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Then we can do all sorts of stuff. Um, all right, so... Be, before we move yeah. on to the next topic, which will be less and less about Dota, uh, what are your thoughts now? We're just going to do a weekly update on your thoughts on the patch. Are you starting to like things more or less neutral? Are you not liking certain things that you didn't expect to not like? Anything um, at all? I think I am liking it more than I did before. I think the items are, one of my complaints was that the items were very different in quality. And I think we're slowly getting there. Like we've rebalanced some things, some items that were broken either got removed or changed. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure what I said last time. If I said, give it like a couple of weeks or months to balance itself out, but we're, we're already getting there. So I'm more positive with every patch, basically. I think kind of everything that has happened in these last three patches, I agree with. So have you played in a 70-minute game good. yet? No. I think really? the longest I've played was 50-something, maybe. Yeah. 70-minute games are very rare. I've They're really rare, and I think they're especially rare the higher skill the players get because yeah, that's true. in the highest brackets, people are better at playing advantages. And throws yes. obviously happen all the time in all brackets, but 70-minute games require something really special to happen, actually. In very high brackets. It's I just, can't wait. Even in the previous patch, it was very uncommon to have 70-minute games. I cannot wait to have a 70-minute A to Z challenge game. I am so ready. That could absolutely happen, I think. I am so excited for that happen. to happen. Anytime there's a techies on the other team, I just I have a mental block. I can't finish the game. I just can't do it until I get uh, <laughs> Fallen Sky. That's the only time I can finish the game, Cinder. It's happened every time. It's an auto game win right there. I think that yeah. item is still the best of tier fives or whatever the tier it is. Yeah, I think I so agree. good without having seen any of them in play. <laughs> <laughs> in theory, I agree, but I reserve the the right to completely disagree with you later. Do on. you um? 
do you agree with the thing I said about passive talents? Like, because I know the vast majority of talents are passive, and I think it's just natural that it's going to be like that. That it's just stat increases because there's a limit to how creative you can be, right? If you had to come mm. up with eight talents for every hero, I'm not asking for all of them to change spells. I just think we could get more, right? Uh, maybe every hero has at least one talent that affects a spell. You know, doesn't uh, every hero have only? One? Do they? I'm pretty sure I'm every not... single hero has something. Okay. At least one. Well, I'm then every positive. hero should have two, because we should have more. I think uh, every hero has two as well. That Easily. affects spells. Yes. I would be shocked if that's not true. Hmm. Let me boot up Dota. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You're going to go through every hero? <laughs> no. You just can't be wrong, huh? No, it's fine. No. Well, if, if that's true, that's, that's better than I thought it was, honestly. I still no, I, I feel like there's so many heroes where you just take... Hmm. Is, are you right? Are you right about this? I'm always. When am I ever wrong? Honestly, Sinran. Okay. But one thing I will <laughs> well, say is I do. That. I mean, I agree with you that it's just more interesting if they're not passive skill. When you say passive, it just means stuff that's not relating to their skills or in something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, spell upgrades are also passive, so maybe it's a bad word. But I think. Uh, I think. Mean. Well, I think some things like cast range, I'm totally fine with. But I agree. Like generally, like just a couple stat points or damage is pretty boring. I would. I always mm. like to see these talents that are. A little bit more intuitive, uh, or more interesting, I should say. Okay, shall we move on to the next topic? Have yes. you finally succumbed to the fact that I am correct? We will just say time? you're right so that we can move on. Yes. Thank God. Don't tweet at me if I'm wrong. Okay, <laughs> uh, this one's an interesting one. So, I don't know if you read this, but Gork, the uh, the streamer, I actually watch his stream quite a bit. He's very entertaining. He got therapy on Twitch live from a guy named Dr. K... His Twitch thing is HealthGamerGG. I found this very interesting. I watched a good chunk of it. I don't know if you got to see any of it, Cinderin. I know that it's there. I know what it is, but I didn't watch. And um, I don't really plan to. I don't know. There's nothing that draws me to it. I understand like that it can be like, um, how to say it? It's a bit weird because for me, it's, you know, it's very interesting. I'm sure it's really interesting, but I don't know if I would like to watch this. And I'm sure other people think of it the same way that this is maybe a bit too close. Too personal? Uh, it's his own choice, obviously. Like, he chose to stream it. Right. Uh, he did it willingly. There's nothing, like, there's no, nobody got tricked here into anything they didn't want. Um, I could say for myself personally that if I was getting therapy, I would never live stream it. Um, no, I agree. Which I, I yeah. do not disagree with his choice. Like it's completely up to you if you want to do it or not. But I, <clears throat> I'm not really drawn to watch it because I don't know if I would feel very comfortable watching it. I feel like I would probably switch it off without knowing. Like right, maybe it's right. a lot. I can understand that. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Uh, I can. I have. Zero problem with people watching this. I have zero problem with people enjoying it or learning something from it, especially if it's educational. That's great because mental health and this kind of stuff is obviously super important. Um, I just, yeah, I personally didn't feel the appeal to watch this. Um, so I, on the other I, from hand, what I've heard, it was really good, which is great. Yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I didn't know what to expect because, you know, a lot of this, like if you just told me this story, just the headline, I would say this is a uh, publicity stunt for sure. Mm -hmm. And I won't lie, this definitely, I think, helps Gork from a public perspective. Not that he needs it, public perception. Uh, this is definitely like a, a notch in an increase in his MMR in terms of uh, <laughs> public perception. But 
he talked about some very personal stuff about how again, I'm not gonna get into too specific, although it is technically on the internet, so it probably doesn't matter. But you know, things that come with streaming full time, the you know, some depression as it relates to it, how that ties into things that have happened in his past. It was just very interesting. I've never had therapy myself and uh it made me think, hey, maybe I should get some therapy. Like therapy sounds amazing. But of course I don't think I would do it online. I don't think I could uh Ooh, that sounds brutal, but it came off very well. I thought uh, Dr. K, as they call him, I thought he did a very good job. Uh, very, mm. uh, I don't know, he seemed very genuine in nature, and I was surprised how honest Gork was, honestly. Um, some of that stuff, like the fact that he came out about his depression and things of that nature, that's take some fucking balls, you know? So in that respect, I think that's that's really cool to see. Yeah, you just got to hope when it's about stuff like this, you know, you got to hope that it was the right choice for him, right? Because right. like you said, it's a big thing and you want this therapy to be successful and impact you in a good way. And doing it live on stream, I feel like it's a bit of a gamble because given how toxic Twitch chat can be at times, you could easily imagine that a subgroup of people would just start mocking for it which is completely insane to even think about but it could be it could have ended up in a bad way it sounds like overwhelmingly the response has been super positive and i haven't really when i've been checking out a stream i haven't noticed a difference in uh like chat getting super rude or anything to a different degree than before so right uh, if anything maybe it's got a little softer which is great because i'm sure that helps i think a big part of his stress with being a streamer as well as managing chat it's just an extra layer on top that's really um he probably talked about this i would imagine um chat's impact <clears throat> yep so yeah um, i mean let, let's briefly discuss it could it could have been a miss right it could have been a miss but Thank God it wasn't, because if it wasn't, he would have regrets about that on top, right? Why did I yeah. stream this? So, you know. Well, I think it the thing that I loved about it more than anything was it's kind of an educational thing for a lot of the people that aren't in the scene, that are viewers, mm -hmm. Very that true. have no idea what it's like to be a full-time streamer or full-time anybody, personality, whatever you want to call them, that there are different uh, challenges that come with it. Obviously, you have, mm -hmm. like, for example, I have a great life. I'm in my fucking pajamas literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay, that's not true. I sleep without them on. But the entire year, I'm in pajamas. <laughs> One time you're not wearing your pajamas, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is weird now that I said it out loud. Amazing. <laughs> but, Fantastic. you know, the, the job does come with a lot of, uh, you know, negatives, of course. Toxic community at times. Uh like I haven't read YouTube chat in a long or YouTube comments in a very long time, unless I'm specifically looking for something that would help us uh, or help me make better content. But it drains you, you know. The thing I like mm -hmm. to say, uh, you know how these <clears throat> celebrities, like these movie stars, get into trouble sometimes, and you think to yourself, how the, f how do you do? How are you so dumb? How do you do that? Like how do you make such a dumb mistake? Or how do you like throw your whole life away with this stupid mistake? And it's actually a pretty easy answer. Being famous fucks you up. Now, I'm not saying that you and I are technically famous compared to like celebrities, but if you take a small mm -hmm. slice of that, let's say it's 5%, I still feel the impact that 5% has. And I can't even imagine what it's like for the people that are on top. Like it's, yeah. I have no idea how you function as a human being. It's impossible. And I mean, 
on top of that is also just all the misinformation, right? And things being blown out of proportion because it's one thing what you do, but it's also about what you didn't do that people think you did. And yeah. that one definitely, I think, especially with like gossip <clears throat> and stuff, just gets blown up to a proportion that it was never at. Imagine the headli- <clears throat> the headlines when you named your dog Onion. Just imagine how much shit you would have gotten. You've got a front page, man. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so I, uh, I don't know. I yeah. we usually don't talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast, but I thought it was very interesting yeah. uh, and very like I've never heard of anything like this before. The online therapy no, sessions, you know. Me neither. Very I mean, strange. like the more the more I hear about it, the more I feel like maybe I should check it out to see what it like, just to get the insight into the whole, just the the way it was run and the way it, um, how to say, just the. Um, the technicalities of it, if you will, like what you mm-hmm. said, it's really interesting to see how this thing takes place and what people talk about and how they run this kind of stuff. Um, but again, for me, there's this little bit, there's this little thing in the back of my mind that is like, I don't know if I should be watching this. And I'm it sure a lot of people personal. will understand that. But yeah, uh, it, it feels a little intrusive, but obviously it is the person's own choice to put it online. Yes. Um, but for example, let me give you a great example here. Let's say... Somebody in my <clears throat> on my street had open therapy and I could just walk over and take part of it. I could sit down and hear their therapy for 30 minutes and it would be uh it would be allowed and it would be what's I can't find the word right now. It would be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I don't think I would do it either, right? If there was or a good friend of mine had therapy, unless they specifically asked me to because they wanted it. I don't really think I would be there. I'd I would love to want talk you, to them about it, but I don't I would think want I would want you to be in the situation. Sindarin, I would want you to listen to my therapy session just because it makes you uncomfortable. How does that make you feel? It sounds like you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, one, yes. day, one day I'll be able to afford that. I mean, that's the cool thing. Yeah, you have to do it online, but if it helps you, that's great. And you don't have to pay money for it, I assume, because mm. I've heard that therapy is a shit ton of money. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's, true. that's my assumption. Okay. So let's move on to the next topic. And I cannot wait to talk about this. Okay. I'm LGD ready. and EG have new logos. Yeah. Let's do it one by one. Let's start with LGD. If you guys listening on audio have no idea what we're talking about, just Google it. LGD logo, do you like it? I think it's the worst logo remake I've ever seen. <laughs> LGD. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. This is shocking coming for you. I was not expecting this. Because, I don't know. Like, I get apparently every team nowadays want to reinvent themselves with a new logo or whatever. But right. I think you can I think you can change your logo where you still stick to your core. At least the thing they did is the colors, I think, are the same. Largely red and blue, right? Yep, um, and white, but red, white, and blue. Cinderin, yeah, that's as Chinese it's as like, it gets. Well, it is the French colors for PSG. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. It's the that's French flag. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I feel like you can. What's a good example? I think a good rebrand, a good logo change was the OG logo. I think the old logo and the new logo were like comparable in how good they are. And they're very wait wait like wait, wait, wait wait. They were huh? how are they any different? Didn't they just add Red Bull and just slightly change the colors? 
they had a they were green before right so they yeah. they like changed the colors they changed i think maybe they changed the font a little bit the sizing of things or something but it was still clearly og right uh, sure fine if you okay. okay imagine this imagine you're a dota fan and you follow lgd and you're like i love lgd and you go away for half a year and you come back mm-hmm. and you see the lo- logos for all the teams at ti for example would you think it's lgd if you weren't told <laughs> is my question you see the no. logos I mean, here's the That's thing. That's a problem, right? I That's knew just a problem. When I saw this and it was announced, I looked at the logo knowing it was LGD, and I might be a goddamn idiot. It took me quite some time to see the actual L, G, and D. The G, Okay, that didn't I can take see. me that long. <laughs> the L is the blue. I had trouble with the D because I was expecting it to be uppercase. That's what got me. It's a mm. lowercase D. Which makes it, no sense because it's an uppercase D in their name. Yes. Is it a lowercase d? It, it looks like a lowercase <clears throat> d to me. So the other thing, the reason I was really struggling is I thought the entire arch was supposed to be the uppercase d sideways. I'm like, this is fucking awful. Like, oh no, it's a lowercase d. Okay, that technically makes sense. I mean, for me, I think this is a logo. This is a perfect example of trying too hard. They're looking at other logos like, oh, we just need to make a logo that, you know, can be I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. <laughs> I'm not gonna even pretend to know what they were thinking. But I think it's way too convoluted, way too try hard, looks like garbage. And I also <clears throat> I think even if you wanted to keep the logo the way it is, this is obviously a little hard for well, I guess nobody's looking at the logo right now. But if you are looking at the logo while listening to this, currently the circle around the logo is blue. Gaming is blue, and then the L of LGD is blue, and then the GD is red. There's like this weird. Uh, the D should be red. Of, the D should be blue as well, right? I'm a big fan of symmetry, uh, and I know that there's a lot to be said about beauty and asymmetry as well and stuff. But I think in this kind of logo, this just throws me off the way the coloring is because it looks like the L is a letter, and then the GD is its own entity. You know what I mean? Right. It looks. Yeah. It, the D should either be blue or a different color entirely so that the elements are separate that would make also it make it pink. easier to read then it could then you could read it right no if I this was a different color like if you look at this if i give this logo to somebody who's never heard of dota before and i ask them to say what to tell me what to say i think everybody will say it says lgj i really think lgj so. okay i can see yeah. that they can see the l because it's blue so they can separate that from the rest of the logo <clears throat> and then they will see probably see the g after that and then they'll see a j so you think, think that people would think that's an l gaming lgj even just the l you think somebody that's never seen this logo never seen no 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 bleh, knows nothing about esports you think they think that's an l that just looks mm, like i mean what else would really it be right like i mean it's a blue letter clearly and it's I don't know. It, it's a backwards think, J. That's what it looks like to me. I guess so. <laughs> Ask me first off, is the logo mirrored? <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. So you're not a fan. Right. I'm, okay, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Personally, you not like really. it. You thought I would like this? I, I just never or, heard you like go ham on anything before. This is refreshing. So mm, thank you. It's, it's like... I don't know if your wording of they're trying too hard is my conclusion on it. I just think... My question is why here? Like, what was the <laughs> what what was the what was the purpose of this? Like, what does it help? If you're trying to rebrand or make things more exciting and fresh, that's fine. But it still it needs to be recognizable, right? At first glance, you have a huge name, right? In Dota, 
that has a really big fan base, they need to be able to tell that it's you playing and like have this connection with your brand, right? And I think that kind of goes away from that. Okay, I can transfer this over into the next one because the other logo you want to talk about is obviously the EG logo. Oh, where... yeah. So here is the reason that I think the EG rebranding is less b- bad than this one. I also don't really like the new EG logo, to be honest. I think the old one was super iconic. But at the very least, what we've seen so far with the new one, it's recognizable. It says evil geniuses. It's fucking right there, okay? So you're if saying you... it's a positive that you can read it. Yes. Okay. If you go away That's from fair. Dota for a year and you come back and you're like, I used to watch EG. Are they still around? And you see this logo that literally says evil geniuses. You're like, okay. I, I would know actually this think that this is just somebody, some like random Redditor that tried to remake the logo for them and failed horribly. Like that's not their actual logo, right? That's what I would think initially if I was away from the scene for a long time. I, I have, I kind of have the same. I have, I kind of have the same problem with this as I do with LGD. You know, you're trying to reinvent yourselves, which is fine. I just think they're going too far. Like you could have taken the old EG logo, and if you wanted a new spin on it, you could have been a little creative with that logo, but still keeping that like circular EG, and then spice it up, right? Instead of totally re- revamping it, similar to LGD, but. Well, the one brownie point they get here is <laughs> that they can you can read. tell <laughs> you can tell which team it is. Right? <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's, I, I don't know if I'm being too harsh here, but I honestly think people don't know that this is LGD's logo. If they haven't, if they aren't like really into following Dota, they right. will wonder who's this new Chinese team. Like, <laughs> what's the point of branding then if people don't know who well, your brand I, is? I, I think I, I understand more. This is actually weird. I'm going to disagree with you here. From LGD, I, I don't like the logo, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. uh, I understand why they would want to rebrand because their old logo was just LGD, very boring. Then they got bought out by PSG, right? Mm-hmm. And then they didn't really do anything with that. They just have the PSG logo and then LGD. They want to combine them in a way that's, you know, once you're used to it, it's recognizable. I think they did a terrible job of doing that, but I understand why they did it. EG, on the other hand, I don't know why they're doing it. Their logo was considered one of the best of all time. It's iconic, like you said. And this V, what the fuck happened with this V? It looks god-awful. So here's the funny thing, though, is it became it's become a meme now, right? All these other teams are like, oh, here's my logo, yeah. guys, and it's everything in MS Paint, and EG is trying to play along, and you can't... <laughs> I understand why you're trying to play along, but dear God, this logo is so bad. Um, but having said that, Cinder, this is... The hilarious part. I'm going to read some tweets out for you, and then okay. we'll discuss it. Okay? I'm ready. I'm ready. So for people that don't know, uh, the original creator, the founder of EG, who does not uh, work for them or is not a part of them anymore, is named Alex Garfield. Okay, He got bought out uh, when Twitch and Amazon merged. I don't know. It was the whole thing. Yes. Something, uh, something happened, right? So he got bought out. He was yeah. no longer part of the company. So from then on, uh, actually, I want to see exactly what his... The the CGO is named Phil, and we've interacted with quite a bit. He used to be the manager back in the day for EG, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff, and now he's basically the guy running things. I know they have a CEO as well. I don't know how their you know architecture works, but who cares? This is the conversation on Twitter. <coughs> Alex Garfield tweets, Clearly, some people have forgotten how and why Evil Geniuses came to be in the first place. And even more clearly, the story of how and why it came to be where it is now has gone silent for far too long. That is a very interesting tweet all by itself because I, I've heard that there's a lot of drama 
and what happened in terms of the buyouts and all that good stuff. I haven't heard the details personally, mm-hmm. but I know there's some shit, right? Some people got really rich. Some people got fucked in the ass. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in control, who passed away this year, if I'm, I could be wrong. This is what I've heard. He got fucked pretty bad as well. I don't know if it's I true. I seem to remember there being some drama with that, with exactly. in control. That sounds I, like something. I, I think it was more, this is just going off a tangent. I think it was more about something like StarCraft was what built EG. But then Dota got popular, and then Dota kind of took it over, and that's when Peter Pan Dam took over as CEO temporarily. Anyway, that's another thing. So the response to Alec Garfield's tweet is a bunch of tweets. Should I read all of them? <laughs> oh, that's going to take a while. can paraphrase it. I think the essence of it, concluding on it, is pretty simple, right? Okay. Well, let me read the first couple at least. It's okay. not every day, this is Phil's tweet, it's not every day that your personal hero puts you on blast for the world to see. So please forgive me for the time it took to find the words for you. Here's a tweet storm I hope you and EG fans will all read. Alex, I love you and I more than anyone who carries the EG name now fucked up the delivery. You may not own EG anymore, but you'll always have some ownership of it to me and to everyone. You and all of our fans who hold their own part of EG in their hearts felt a lot of anguish when we rolled out something that took you by surprise in a way that had everything to do with what was missing and not what was unveiled. I'm super proud of what we unveiled for the record, and I stand for it so hard, and our team is excited to tell new stories and with this look and feel. So he goes on to essentially say that the old logo, the original logo, was meant to get a retouched version, and they mm-hmm. just didn't finish it on time, which first... Just first reaction, I don't know if it's true or not, first reaction is that there's no way that's true. And that's just a uh, just a way to kind of help the PR department, if you will, get back on track. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it is possible that... Hmm. It's possible that they have this this thing that is now perceived as the logo was supposed to be how how do i put this into words you know you, your team can have a, a crest or a logo but then your org also has a name that is separate from it that could be for example uh, the best way i can explain this is let's imagine you have a player video where the intro says evil geniuses and then the player has the jersey on it with the crest of evil geniuses so that right. this name thingy is just a nameplate and the logo is something else. The problem is that the way they announced it and the way they launched it, it really does look like it's the logo. It's currently the avatar of their Twitter account, for example. If they had put it as the header image, but then had kept the EG logo as the avatar, it would look like it was exactly that, right? It would look like it was a header image kind of thing or Mm -hmm. a a pre-video kind of thing to just show evil geniuses. This is their content, and then you still have the crest. And I think that might be what they're going for, and the logo isn't ready, but the way it was launched makes it look like this is the new official EG logo. Uh, which jerseys are they playing in at one esports right now? <clears throat> Couldn't tell you. Do they have new jerseys on? They because I haven't. I saw, I haven't I saw seen. what the jerseys look like. Yeah. Uh, they also did not look very good, in my opinion. But do but which logo do they have? Right, I don't if, think they had. I I could be wrong. I don't want to say anything that might okay. be wrong. Because, um, I mean, yeah, it's speculation anyway. We'll have to wait and see what they do. I don't think they just keep what they have right now. They're going to do something about it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the thing that actually bothered me more than the logo was the hashtag, actually. You know, everybody had these hashtags like OG was dream green and now it's 
what the fuck was it? I don't know what it is now. They're not green anymore, so whatever. Dream OG, I think. Uh, mm. I thought EG's original hashtag was one of the best, and I was yeah, it was really good. Bleed blue. That's fucking really good. That's like one of the best of all time. They have changed it now, which of course doesn't mean they can't just change it back. They should. <laughs> now it is live evil. And if I'm not mistaken, there's no spaces. So right. my question, my first question is, first of all, that's terrible. That's not a question. That's just a statement. But question, why not just share the E? That's the first thing that popped in my head. Why do there have to be two E's right next to each other? It just looks so weird. Live evil. Is it What? what? Why would I? Do I want to live evil? I don't. I don't get what the message is. I. It just but seems evil backwards, backwards is live, Shannon. Oh, you're right. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, it looks like I am the idiot. Still sucks. <laughs> okay, no, that actually makes less sense. That's why you should share the E. Why are there two E's then? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Cinder. I think Bleed Blue was amazing. I, I again, I am stu- I'm stuck e. with the same. I'm stuck with the same question as I am with LGD. Why? Like, I just don't know if, from a business perspective, this is a good thing to do. I don't have the insight. I don't have the understanding. I don't have a business education. It just seems super counterintuitive to me that you have a really powerful brand with a really powerful slogan or tag or hashtag or line, whatever it is, and you just kill it off, like. From what it looks like, they removed one of the most iconic logos and one of the most iconic tags. I mean, let's be real. Like, They're going to bring why? it back. They're going to bring both back. Maybe. No way. But I just, I'd, again, is this just a stunt? Or do people genuinely think that this can add value? I'm just like, you give me your story. How can this add value it, to do there's this? There's no way. There's, I gave you the story in LGD, and I, I'm saying it again. I understand why they did it. They didn't execute it well. I don't know why EG did this. It makes no sense. I can't think I mean, of one everybody's reason. T- everybody is talking about it. They're, it's getting a lot of attention to the EG brand. I just, I don't know. You know the good old saying with there's no no such thing as bad publicity or whatever, right? Or it's yes. better than no publicity right. um, is the saying. Do like, is that where we're at? Is this like a, I just don't really believe that this is the, was a plan all along, right? Let's make up something that's going to make people think we suck. And then we'll just be like, <laughs> we're going to change it back. And then we got PR out of it. Like, well, here's I don't really the thing. buy that version. There is a way, I don't know how stubborn they're going to be. Do you remember when, I don't know if you even remember this, when I was in middle school, this was a long time ago, Nike. Do you know what I'm going to say here? Hmm? You know What's what Nike's that? slogan is? Uh, just do it. Just do it. They changed the the slogan. Do you know what they changed it to? Very briefly. Don't do it. Incorrect. It was changed to okay. I can. So okay. they came out with that. It got completely trashed, and then they went back to just do it, and it's been just do it since again. Yeah. <clears throat> they can do the same thing. I mean, I don't think they. The thing I think they'll do is obviously they'll bring back that original logo. And integrate it into their god awful new logo, uh, and I do think that they will keep their horrifically bad hashtag. That is my prediction, but we'll okay. see. Bleed blue is. Hey, if you if there's any teams out there that have a blue color in your logo, take the bleed blue hashtag <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I am telling you, it is fucking good. That is really good. <laughs> Team Liquid just takes blue, blue right now. That would be so hey, funny. LGD these, can these technically orcs, take it. They have some blue yeah, in there. It's, 
get some it's bu- true. good publicity. Bleed, bleed France. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? They've had EG and Liquid have a long history. Man, that would be the biggest fuck <laughs> you in their hashtag. Hey, it's not really. I, I wouldn't blame oh, them. Man. Why wouldn't you? Realize what's actually good. Uh, there's absolutely no way that's a good movie. Though. I would, but it do sounds it. Fu- it sounds fucking. All right, funny, let me ask you this: If I had a team with Blue in it, do you think I would do it? No. You're kidding. I would 100. I actually, do it. I actually don't think you would do it. There's I think no you way. would get really. I think it would be really bad PR for your team. Like it shows I lack think... of creativity, and you're kind of, what's that called? Tail writing? Is that the word for it? Tailgating. Tail writing, sure. Is it called yeah. tailgating? Yeah. I'm not saying. So that's an example of bad publicity is good publicity, in my opinion. That's a really good example. Yeah, if you're a new org, you know, it gives a lot of attention to you, I guess. So that's, I, would, I mean, If that's I still a, had DC, of, the original I DC, I would change, the, just to get this hashtag, I would change the colors from purple orange <laughs> to blue orange, which are Nick's colors, but that's okay, and bleed blue. Okay? Uh, that's what's happening. I don't so know, that, man. It doesn't, this doesn't sound like a good move to me, I'll be honest. Guys, if there's but, anybody yeah. out there with a lot of money, I have some great ideas for a team. Okay, just hit me up. Bleed blue. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. So right. we don't need to discuss this for too long, but I just want to mention some things with Dota Underlords has been obviously, I don't know if it's a disaster, but it is, it's not like artifact level in terms of player base, but it has been dropped steadily. Not that many players right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be coming out with an update this week with another Underlord named Joel. And something that we haven't mentioned is in the past they came out with a new mode called Knockout. Have you played Knockout? I have not, but I believe it's something like every player has four lives, right? So if you yeah. lose four times, you're out. Yes, and you start and that's like, all that matters. You start with uh, like that gives you three choices of a composition that it comes with. And it's just randomized. Uh, you, it's actually very intuitive, very easy. Games are. It could be literally two minutes long, or it could be like up to ten minutes. At first, I was like, "Eh, this is for the casuals, you know, whatever." Cinderin, past three days, I've been playing like nonstop. I can't stop playing. I don't know why. Been playing on my phone. I go to the bathroom. Hey, it's something to do now. No more reading. Time to play some right. knockout. It's good times. Uh, I've been I enjoying think, it. I think you only need that's... two units, by the way, to make another star. So. Technically, you need four units to get a three-star only. So it's very easy to get three stars. Super fast-paced. No, you need six, right? Or do you only need two? No, you only need two two two-stars for a three-star. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think what's more interesting about this whole thing is, is the reason Underlords is struggling that they're doing a bad job, or is the genre just a fad in general? I think the genre, mostly, yeah. Because we've been excited about these Underlords changes, except the art style, which I criticized a while back, that I didn't like that they changed that too much. Do, are you seeing a pattern here with me not liking change in the way things look? Boomer. Um, yep. Yeah, that's apparently a boomer thing now. Um, I I don't know. The, these things got me excited. We played this like we played this party game together that was really fun. I haven't touched the game since, and I, I can't like put my finger on it. I just don't have that drive that makes me go like oh yeah i definitely want to play a game of underlords right now it just mm-hmm. maybe it's because i'm playing a lot of world of warcraft classic and i'm having fun with that and if i didn't have that other secondary game maybe i would be playing more underlords i don't know uh but it just doesn't have the same pull for me as something like dota does and it did for a while i had a lot of fun with underlords for a while and then i just kind of stopped playing it and i would imagine it's the same for a lot of people and the game 
they're adding a lot of stuff that we think is cool, but I just don't know if it's it's done. Like, how's TFT doing, for example? <clears throat> I think if it's their player base is steadily declining, yeah, if that's dropping off too, you know, like. And to be fair, that I think the numbers in that game were just far bigger because of two reasons. Number one, it's Riot, and they'd never made mm-hmm. another game to that point, right? This was before all the announcement of the other games. So that got yeah. a lot of people excited. And number two, they paid streamers to play. Like <laughs> yeah. That's just how it's going to be. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think another thing that they maybe regret is these staggered updates. They've had these quote-unquote big updates, and there have been some people that have kind of gone to the files and seen that there's a lot more stuff that they're planning to do. Maybe, I, I don't know why, they, I guess they just don't have enough in the team to actually put them out all at once. I have no idea. But Not sure. There's another big update coming. Like this is the one with the underlord, and there's another underlord coming out at some point. Uh, and season one hasn't even come out yet with the actual battle pass where they can actually make money. I don't know if you can revitalize it. It's, it's going to be a tough I'm, one. I'm wondering if the way you like, I'm wondering if you can get enough traction for this game with the game itself, or if it needs something else in the game than just the chess mode. You know. If, if chess just isn't enough for a standalone game, it was a custom game in Dota. It had a lot of playing there. Uh, it was a custom game back in... Was auto chess a thing in Dota 1? No. I don't know, actually. So it was in... The first time this came out was in Dota 2, right? A version of this kind of thing was Dota yes, 2. Yes, I believe so, game. yes. It's the first of its and kind. And we, reser- we got a huge surge in player base in Dota 2, and then it started falling off. And I think it started falling off even before these standalone games came out. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't know if this kind of game is big enough on its own compared to if it's a side mode in a game like in Hearthstone, where they're adding this as a side product, right? Right. Uh, Blizzard have chosen to do it as like this auto battler as a side thing you can play in Hearthstone. Um, if Valve should try to, I mean, at this point, I think you can't really do it anymore, but. There was speculation back then that they would buy auto chess and make it inside Dota, right? Mm. If that was the path you should have taken, if people overexpected how powerful this kind of game mode would be, because like we've talked about in previous episodes, it it kind of is at some point. I mean, there's skill. There is skill to it. I'm not going to say there isn't skill. Um, but it is a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again with relatively minimal feeling of hell yeah i really outplayed that guy and i think that is what people love about other video multiplayer games that keeps them coming back is those moments of satisfaction where you beat someone whether it's a cool headshot in csgo or you threw an amazing grenade and it set you a team up to get the bomb site or in dota if you get a triple kill with a cool spell cast that satisfaction just isn't there in auto battlers the way i see it you just can't get that moment right um when i get that three star i'm feeling it because you're not really the one playing the units. And that, I, I just yeah. think that's a huge limitation that I don't know how you combat that and overcome that. Because the fun thing in the start is exploring and learning the game and getting those units for the first time and seeing them in play. But then I feel like there's just huge diminishing returns pretty quickly on, I've seen all of this before. It's just happening again. I think there's and definitely t- outplay ability, though. Like. I there understand is. what you're saying. I mean, it's limited compared is, to other genres, but like but being just, able to change you know, alliances at, the, at a moment's whim or choose a specific unit to help you versus another matchup or just changing your just, actual composition yeah. in terms of where they're placed. It's way more subtle. 
is my point. It like is. The, out, yeah. the outplays are not these like moments. It's like it's deeper strategic outplays, which can be very like enjoyable. I just think it's for a very small minority of people that this is something that they will keep coming back to because they really love these like mind outplays. People like seeing shit get destroyed. That's mm-hmm. also why these games are not really good spectator sports, I think. That's another limitation that might be hurting them. Is It's hard to make it an eSport, I think, because how interesting is it to watch for a year? Maybe this is fun to watch for a month, but a year down the line, would you still watch Underlord's tournaments? I don't know. Like, And I, I'm not just being negative for the sake of it because I'm like, oh, I hate this game. I like this game. I just I don't know what you can do to keep people engaged, and I think that's the problem that riot valve and probably in the in the long run blizzard are struggling with i just think blizzard might be lucky in this instance that they were late because they might have allocated the least resources to what might just be a fad right right um so that's a bit of it it's a shame really because the game had promise but you can also clearly see the weaknesses down the stretch i think yeah i mean i'm so, again we'll have to I, wait I took like a month off them. i hadn't played and i would recommend anybody that hasn't played uh, that has played previously but haven't played recently Knockout is, I think, a lot of fun. It's just very casual. Play it on your phone. And I never wanted to play actual Underlords on my phone because I didn't want to mm. lose. It's a 40-minute game. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why, uh, but it's very good in this mode. Okay, moving on. Uh, the Game Awards, Cinderin. Wait, did you wrote... Yeah. Why did you write I this wrote it down here, sheet? but I talked about it earlier. It's fine. Okay. Uh, the Game Awards occurred. Uh, got a lot of viewership. We won't be going through a lot of things that happened, but we'll mention three briefly. Number one, Player Unknown, who is known for PUBG, obviously, uh, will be making a new game called Prologue, and there's absolutely no information on it. So there's that. <laughs> Any thoughts okay. on the trailer? Did you see uh, well, the trailer? Well, is the game called Prologue, or was this just, this is a prologue? The, the game is game called we Prologue. Yes. Do we know this? That's, or is it just a PR stunt and then they will call it EG in the end? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so we'll see what that ends up being. We'll talk about that whenever that's actually released. Um, so in terms of the awards themselves, the two that we'll mention is Esports Game of the Year was League of Legends. Uh, the other games in that category were Fortnite, Overwatch, Dota 2, and Counter-Strike Go. Okay. Um, I don't know, any... We don't need to talk about this for too long. Any general thoughts? I feel like we've talked about this a lot. Just this I, I want to talk sentiment. about the best team as well and then just encapsulate this in one. So right, the best so, esports yeah. team, mm-hmm. go ahead, announce the winners. The winner of the best esports team of the year is G2 Esports. The losers are Astralis, OG, San Francisco Shock, which I'm sure is an Overwatch team, horrible name, <laughs> sure and does Team sound like Liquid. <laughs> what do you okay, think? Okay, so it sounds like League of Legends is the pull. G2 is a very strong team in League of Legends, and League of Legends won Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I ask, what are the criteria that you win by? Did they announce that? Like, what makes you win? Because if you make an award like this and there's no criteria for how you win, it doesn't mean anything. Well, what's the criteria for Academy Awards? Wait, which ones? You mean the Oscars? Yeah. For example? It's just good actor, good actress, good director. Yeah, like a a standout movie in the field of movies, right? Or a standout performance individually. So can't you apply that to the... Esports game I su- of the year. I mean, and I, suppo- and- I suppose, I suppose you can. Yeah, um, I, I don't. Hmm. 
I don't know why it feels different to me. Maybe it's just because it's this new in gaming compared to in movies that it has more of a history. But would you would you follow if I say that this is more like comparing apples to oranges than it is in movies? Does that make sense to you? That's how I feel about it a bit. Um, like, it's a little bit because I know more movies vague. are also super different and they have very different directions. <laughs> like movies can be fun, they can be tragic, they can be whatever. Like it can be totally different styles. I, I understand. But it's I was still just giving you a hard I time. Feel like in, I, I do like understand. Gaming, like it's, how do you? I I don't know. Like. I think and, the team of the year is more like the Academy Awards. And then esports game of the year, that means nothing to me. That actually means nothing. Like, does that I'm mean just, what got the most viewership? I what don't got know. the most like, prize it, pool? It, it kind of it kind of blow it's it like it's right there in your face, right? This is League of Legends. Right. It's League of Legends wins game of the year. League of Legends team wins esports team of the year. But why did they win? Did they win because they're better? Why did G2 win esports team compared to the team that won TI as a repeat? Why did they win? Is it because it's a huge accomplishment to be close to winning worlds as a Western team nowadays? Is it because they stood out compared to uh, their region usually performing in within this game, which is then also coincidentally the winner of the game of the year? Or I'm gonna, um, I just, I, I I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I'm gonna say something that's gonna be controversial. Okay. I'm not saying that G2 esports should have won or should not have won. I know fucking nothing about League of Legends, okay? Mm -hmm. Only reason I've heard of G2 is from Hearthstone, honestly. Right. I actually agree that OG should not have gotten esports team of the year. <clears throat> now, Who do you think should? From Dota? No, just esports <laughs> team. Because this is the other thing about this is... Do, do you get well, more qualified to be esports team of the year the more divisions you play in, right? Let's say you're an org that plays 10 games and OG plays one. They could win everything in Dota, but then there's another org that has won three titles in CS, three titles in Dota, three titles in Minecraft, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, like, what, what makes the better team? Is it the I, individual I standout don't. moment or is it the number of wins? I think number of wins is huge. Uh, like Team Liquid just has so many teams that it's almost that's another thing, right? You have so many different, you have more resources to have more teams, so it's actually not a fair fight in a lot of ways, if that makes sense. Um, I, I personally think if we look at which team did the most within their game, which I think just again, it's an esports team, it's not individual game team, right? But just mm -hmm. the team, I think. There's a lot objectively to be said that Astralis just hands down wins this category. Like, Astralis, I thought was going to win they, this when I first they saw. fucking they won like ten lands in a year. They had the most ridiculous streak, and that was this year. It was eighteen to nineteen. They had like the most ridiculous year. Nobody has ever had a performance compared to that in CS:GO. I don't know if there's been something similar in Dota. I can't remember it. Even the most dominant periods, nobody did what Astralis did in CS:GO, and they still didn't win. So again, what's the criterion? What makes you the best esports team? There's no so, way G2 esports were as strong as Astralis were. Do you no think? Way. Do you like, agree that OG should not have won? I, I think among this field, I would have picked Astralis. Myself. So the reason I'm saying think, OG should not have won. I think they were the won, most impressive team this year. I think you can't pick. I mean, OG game. wins two TIs. That's never been done. Technically, that's over a two-year period. You're going just based off this last year for these awards. But even if you include mm -hmm. that. They didn't really play in any other tournaments, I feel like. like They literally took half the year off. They're taking it again. And I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's a bad thing, but I think that should hurt you for these awards. Uh, and I'm not saying two TIs is not impressive, but 
again, it's just based you off could, of last year, and you barely played, right? I would just like to have maybe more categories where the there's like a category for best two time outstanding OG oh, outstanding performance of the year or something like that, right? That should have been mm-hmm. Astralis or. Uh, you know, or, or or OG, you could make a case for OG because it was pretty outstanding the way they kind of came back from a total slump to win TI a second time, which is incredible, right? Um, yeah. That's also an outstanding performance. <clears throat> I am okay with them not being the esports team, but I feel like this... It's also about how much weight do you want to put on this? Like, if you're in, into gaming, like, if you really follow gaming, you're going to be... The more you understand about gaming, the less you're going to care about this, probably, in a way, Right. But this makes headlines for people that aren't so much into gaming, and it's obviously huge promotion for League of Legends. And then the question is, if that is that fair? Um, That's the real. If I have any problem with that, it's this that the you know my mom, let's say her for example, she doesn't really follow gaming. This is the kind of thing she might hear about because there were the official gaming awards, and oh, League of Legends won, so that has to be the best game, right? Did your mom and say "fuck it, you," Cinderin? Get fucked? Doesn't does? <laughs> she called me right away. She was like, "Did you see LOL one?" <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the classic thing with all of these awards is, it's you don't know if stuff is paid for. You don't know what the criteria are. Does yeah. it really matter? It makes headlines. It makes people talk. That's good, right? But yeah, it's also hard to be objective about this, right? Who's the jury? Who decides who won? I mean, to be fair, is somebody Cinderin? who plays League. Then of course even not with uh, Dota, even right? with a more understanding behind the criteria of like the Academy Awards, there's always drama every year, right? Why did this guy win? Why did this guy not win? Like it just happens. Yeah, it, of a course. lot of it just comes yeah. down to opinion. Sure. And absolutely, you're right. Like it, this is in its infancy, but the fact that it got so much viewership, I think, is great for esports as a whole. So. Absolutely, I'm not complaining that there's an award show. I have no problem with that. Um, I think I think it's great. I would just. I would love to have a bit more of an understanding of what awards are given based on. Because again, to draw your parallel to the Academy Awards, I feel like it's clearer, actually. Even if there's no like defined category, you know, the they give it to each individual role, right? It's like best, what is it? Best lead actor is a category, right? And yeah. best director. You know, best movie or whatever. Uh, I don't remember all of them. Well, best heart, actor but... and best actress. They actually separate best the actor men and, and women. actress, right? And best makeup is one, right? And then there's best. Uh, I mean, editing. Senator, there's a lot whatever. of different. You're gonna name all the awards. No, but the, a lot of. Them. I think. I think there's a lot to be said about that, though. Right? Is that you're recognizing individual aspects of the craft. Mm-hmm. And you're not really doing that with esports awards. If these are the ones, I mean, maybe you no, just handpicked these point. two, and there were like 15 different awards. My point it, is that there's a lot of bias still in the Academy Awards, and there's some mm-hmm. like I think they've gone on record for a few awards that just should not have ever won. It's such a joke looking back, you know. Um, and a lot of it's based off Mistakes of just happen, of influences from the general public or people buying an award. I don't know if that's ever happened in the Academy Awards, but I'm sure it happens some of these things anyway let's move it on. happens in other award shows that you buy an award yeah and that like whatever <laughs> i want to buy an award please yeah one day i can afford one uh one other thing that was announced in the game awards which was to everyone's shock because this is something that did not leak uh if anybody's heard of the xbox or the project scarlet is this code name the upcoming mm-hmm. xbox that will compete with a ps5 it was announced and shown 
It is called, for whatever fucking reason, I shouldn't even be surprised anymore, the Xbox Series X. Now, before we get into this, Sindarin, before we mm. get into this, I want to go through every single name iteration that Xbox has come out with. Now, keep in mind, I bought the first three, okay? And I regret it so fucking hard now. I, I feel like I'm such an idiot for buying these things. They're all garbage, by the way. I hate them. First is the Xbox, um. which was fine. I think that was actually whatever. It's called the Xbox. You get used to it. It came a year after the PS2. I chose to wait for the Xbox for whatever fucking idiotic reason at the time, and I regretted it. Uh, then the next one, instead of Xbox 2, they called the Xbox 360. Now, I know people have gotten used to this name by now, but this is one of the worst fucking names of all time. A 360 means you turn around and you're in the same spot as before. Is it supposed to be like a 360 no-scope? Is that what they're trying to do? They don't want to, hey, it's the PS3 and the Xbox 2. Does that make you sound worse because you're a 2 instead of a 3? Xbox 360 is going to go down as one of the worst names of all time in any fucking, in the world. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what category. It's horrible. It's worse than the Evil Geniuses rebrand. It's worse than LGD. Xbox 360 was garbage. Okay. How can they top the Xbox 360? How could they make it worse? You go for, oh, Xbox Xbox to Xbox 2? No, it's 360. Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Holy shit. Why did I buy this? The Kinect stopped working after six months. This is one of the worst names of all time as well. Microsoft has done it again. Two I mean, of the worst own, names it's, ever. It's your own fault for buying an old console. You bought I, the one as the third <laughs> one. Why didn't you buy the, the third one? Because I'm a goddamn idiot. Okay, never again. So, you should buy Xbox 360. It's going to last you for hundreds so, of years before they catch up with that. They go from Xbox to Xbox 360 to Xbox One. Then they come out with a couple iterations, by the way, called the Xbox One S, then the Xbox One X. And what do they choose for their next iteration? The brand new console coming next year, Xbox... I have to actually read it because I can't even believe it's real. The <laughs> Xbox Series X otherwise known as the Xbox Sex, Cinderin. This somehow, somehow becomes even worse than the other two names. They've topped themselves again. Unbelievable should, how fucking okay, what shitty would you these have names called are. It? How about you just give a good suggestion? What should they Xbox called? Eat My Shit is literally better than Xbox Series X. I'm sorry. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It literally doesn't matter what the name is. Well. Xbox Scarlet. That was their project name, yeah. Project Scarlet. That's a great name. What's wrong with that? Yeah, and then they could have made it that color too. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about the name in a second. They also release what it looks like. It's literally mm -hmm. a computer. It's a huge fucking case. It's vertical. You can apparently make it horizontal, but for most people, I shouldn't say most, for a good number of people that have the Xbox hooked up to their TV and they have like some, you know, Little area for it to sit on. It won't even fit, even if it's horizontal. It's fucking huge. It's a computer. What are your thoughts on everything I've ranted about? <laughs> no, I don't really care about consoles. <laughs> I hate honest. you. Why can't I, you? I just don't fucking care. I'll be honest. I have never... The only console I have bought and owned in my life was a Game Boy and a Game Boy Color. No, I actually didn't even what buy those. Wrong my parents with you? did. I have never owned a PlayStation. I have never owned All a right. Nintendo console. My girlfriend has a Nintendo 64. She bought a Switch. We're currently borrowing a PS4, mainly because she wanted to play Bloodborne. 
I just don't really like console gaming. I'll be honest. Cinder I prefer you know what? every game, every game I have played on both console and PC was better on PC. Zero exceptions. All of them. They're well, just you're, better. In, you're incorrect on better. that. Now, first I want to mention that there was a, a little nugget here in the, the beginning where we did the reviews when somebody called you uncultured and we said that's definitely not true. You okay. just said you've never owned an actual console. I'm sorry. You might be a PC guy. I'm a PC guy. I started as console. That's my roots. All right. You're uncultured for that alone. If you never had a, the original PlayStation was a masterpiece. I played Pokemon Yellow and I liked it on the Game Boy. I liked it, Shannon. I, I thought so it was much. great. I loved my Game Boy games and Game Boy was a console that I liked and that I had. I honestly, I don't have a problem playing on consoles. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. I, some it's games a, are better on console. Let's be real. You can, okay, yeah, you can hook one? up a controller to your computer, then it's the same. I prefer playing Dark Souls with mouse and keyboard, for example. And Is a lot Dark of people Souls are going to call me an absolute idiot. Third person game? Yes. Yeah, I think those are usually better with a uh, controller. It's, but I can see that being fine. I think sports games, better on controller, period. Um, simulation games in general, better on controller or joystick, period. No exceptions. Racing games, same thing. I'm um, really trying to think of a game that I played on console where I was like, damn, it's good this game is on console and not on PC. I just told to you, play. you haven't played any, you've never played any of those games before, apparently. I, have, I haven't played those games, I think. Okay. That's I mean, good to I'm know. Just, I'm Fighting I'm games, thank you, Sajidine in the chat. Actually, actually, I think I can make a case for one thing. There's a game I can think of. I think racing games, maybe. I just said I that. I just said Did you that. say racing games? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to what you said because you were talking about consoles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played a fighting game before? You like to play on your goddamn yes. keyboard? I've played fighting games. Uh, and? Actually, almost only on console. So I can't say because I haven't played them on PC. Can, what do you mean? There's nothing to discuss. The keyboard is shit for fighting games. I could see just, that. Actually, okay. you kind of won me over. You've won me over with fighting. Wow, I won you over by that. screaming at you. Remember, know. guys, that's the that's the trick. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> analogy for politics nowadays as well. So I, I do want um, have a I have a real question okay. for you. I know you, you don't care me, about this. You got this. me with fighting and racing games, Shannon. You're right about those two. Good that's and true. basketball. That's any true. sports games? FIFA. You never I mean, played FIFA. Who the fuck plays basketball? FIFA. I've only played. played um, oh, I forget. You're not a soccer guy. Yeah. I had FIFA '99 on the computer. Okay, well, whatever. Back so, time. Xbox Series X, what do you think of the name? It's going to be called Xbox Sex, 100%. People Dude, are already I saying I genuinely, it. with all of my heart, really don't fucking care. Cinder, I don't, I you don't, don't seem care. to understand the question, okay? I'm not asking if you care about the console. You're asking me what I think. I'm saying I there don't even think. is a multi-billion dollar company. They own the world. They own the world for quite a while until Apple kind okay. of stuck it yeah. to them. Microsoft repeatedly yeah. making horrible branding names and are sticking with it. Why? Like I should be surprised I shouldn't be surprised anymore because it's happened time and time again. No. But it makes okay. no sense to me why you would like fuck this up so bad. Just come up with one cool name. One. I think Scarlet sounds kind of nice. I know. I, know. I yeah. like the name of that. Xbox Scarlet. Yeah, I agree. But maybe it's, it's great too name. long or something. Yeah, Xbox Series X is shorter. It's true. They're not calling it Xbox X. Why aren't they calling it that? Because there's already why been they... there's an Xbox One X. That's why. People get it confused. Oh. 
All right. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I wouldn't know that. Oh, actually, I would. You told me earlier, but yeah, I wasn't really listening. So I, okay. yeah, we've established that. So thank yeah. you. Okay, Sinner. really appreciate. All right, it. I will. If you really are fishing for an answer, I think this name doesn't make any sense and it's pretty boring. Like, and it doesn't I make. I feel you like you could have come up with, like, either it doesn't really make me angry because, like I said, I'm not really invested into it. But I think playstations, right? What have they been called? PlayStation One, Two, Three, and Four, right? That's the ones that have been there. So, Darren, right? I'm on a random word generator. Okay. Okay. The first word that comes up, I guarantee you, will be better than Xbox okay. Series X. I'm okay? ready. It's going to be I'm Xbox ready. something. Okay. I'm ready. Number of words, one. Generate random word. The Xbox ton, T O N. That is better than the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty fitting with how heavy it sounds like it is. Xbox ton. I like it. Let's try one more just to make sure that RNG doesn't have us. The Xbox. <laughs> the This is perfect. This is actually as bad. The Xbox continuation. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It makes more sense than the Xbox Series X. It's a continuation of your last one. Ah, all right. That'll okay. do with the Xbox combo. No, we're, we're not done yet. <laughs> okay. Please. PlayStation has been PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? And 5 coming up, yes. 5 coming up, okay. Is there a downside to that? Do people not know what the newest one is when they want to buy one? Is that a problem? Does it not right. sound too exciting because, oh, it's just another one? And maybe well, Microsoft is like, that's the thing here. Because I could understand to an extent if you wanted to be creative and make it sound new and spicy instead of just going a line of numbers from one to five, right? But it's not new. The thing mm -hmm. that they're saying is, is the same. Everything okay, Sundaran? Xbox came out after PlayStation, and therefore they would always have been behind. That's what Susie just said. You yes. mentioned that too. They couldn't I call it Xbox Two because there was PlayStation Three. I mean, they could fine, have, but but I if don't you think want to be creative and make it new, why do you call it X? That's not new. That's not creative. It's the same because it's already called Xbox. So that's what I don't get here. Again, maybe I just don't understand marketing. Shit. Maybe we're just stupid. Yeah, we we're really stupid. The logos. Ex we hey, they keep selling me Xbox on buying Series Xboxes. X. Doesn't matter how bad the name is. I keep buying them for some fucking yeah. reason. Never again. So maybe it's not about the name. Maybe it's about the games that come with it. PlayStation has better games too. I, I, I just, I really want Microsoft to do well. I like Microsoft. I've always, I, I love Windows. Like I've never been, I hate Apple. It's basically Microsoft or Apple. That was a choice. You hate I chose Microsoft. Too. Maybe you just I do. don't like fruits. Apples and tomatoes don't go together. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay. The final topic of the week, Cinderin, uh, yeah. the VR game Boneworks was released. We talked about this mm -hmm. previously that we yeah. were excited about it. Uh, for those that don't know, the way that it was kind of portrayed was almost like Half-Life, but not officially Half-Life. It's a first-person game. Um, I bought it, and I want you to tell me what I think of it before I say. Boneworks. I heard the tone of your voice. I heard the tone and? of your voice. It's not what you thought it would be. On a scale and of 1 to 10. It, and you, your score on a scale from 1 to 10 where 10 is best. I, I'm not actually going to give a score because there's no way I can. Mm, I'll, I'll try to place you on the ranking though. A How unhappy you I am. 1 to 10. 1 to 10. 9. Because you thought it would be great and it's okay. 
So nine is bad in this yeah. scale for some reason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You said how unhappy, then 10 is most unhappy, right? Okay. Okay, maybe eight. Eight. You don't sound furious. Eight. eight I'm not happy. furious. I am very disappointed. There it is. It's and this eight. is why. So I'm not even saying the game is bad. I -hmm. have no idea how the game is, Cinder, and you know why? I played on stream for the first Mm -hmm. 45... This is People have complained about this. The first 45 minutes I played through it, it, by that time, I'm still in the tutorial for some reason. I have not Mm -hmm. gotten to play the game. By that 45-minute mark, I was very nauseous. So I stopped playing. I'm like, oh, boy. I've only experienced that once in VR, and I'll tell you why that happens. Um... So I played it a couple days later. Within the first five minutes, I was nauseous. Mm-hmm. I physically can't play the game. I returned it, and I actually got a refund. Uh, so my biggest complaint Boomer. about the game... <laughs> my biggest complaint about the game is that the tutorial is unbelievably long, and I actually didn't know the game was like this. Apparently, it's a puzzle game, and eventually you get to hold like guns and kill stuff. I thought the whole right. game was your your shooting stuff. I thought it was a first person shooter for some reason. I guess I didn't look into into it. But either way, I physically get nauseous playing because the way that it works in VR. So let's say I'm playing like the Lab, which is a game that Valve made, where you like do a bunch mm-hmm. of little mini games or any game for that matter, any FPS. There's a function to teleport yourself forward. Okay. Right. That is not disorienting for me. If mm-hmm. I'm this game does not have that. It has the actual smooth movement. Like, pretend you're playing a PC game normally. That's how it is, yeah. except in VR. And it is very disorienting. Like, get nauseous super fast. Uh, and I've know, I know a lot of people have gotten nauseous as well. Uh, but some people don't. So, I, I don't know. It's weird. But I'm just The thing I've heard about, I think the biggest... We may have also talked about this some episodes back. The biggest problem of the technology is if it isn't completely crisp, where you feel like there's a direct one-to-one between your movement and the movement in the game, you will get nauseous. I just think so. And that's why it's surprising for me to hear that it's not the same for everybody, because the people that don't get nauseous might be moving differently. Maybe it's because you're moving faster because you're more of a, you know, you're a more experienced gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm an experienced gamer. No, but I mean, it might sound a bit elitist, but seriously, though, <laughs> if you think about it, if you're very, if you're into the game and you understand it very quickly and you want to play fast and do stuff, maybe you are setting yourself up for failure because you, the movement, you are, you're straining the technology, basically. You're putting it to its limit and you're crossing the line for what it can really handle in terms of how fast you move and what's happening in the game. Mm. I, it's just a, a theory here. Because if, if not, I don't, I don't understand, like, why would some people not get nauseous and a lot of people would unless there's some sort of difference in their gameplay, right? I, I'm, so not, I'm not completely sure. I'm trying sure. to think. I, I, in terms of motion sickness, do you I get do not, car sick? So here's the thing. I'll give you the scale. I do, I've never gotten okay. car sick in my entire life, ever. Mm-hmm. Not even once. I get violently seasick. Violent, like really bad seasickness. Right, okay. okay. So that's probably where yeah. it comes from. Uh, and I actually, right. later in life, it didn't used to be the case, but as of like five years ago, I get nauseous on roller coasters now, depending on what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could just be a me thing, but I know a lot of people have the kind of the same deal. So overall, I'm disappointed, not 
technically in the game. I guess I'm just disappointed that I can't enjoy the game like I wanted to, you know? And I'm kind of afraid because Half-Life Alex. I, I was thinking, am I just going to mm. have the same issues? I assume so. But I was reading somewhere and I couldn't find the, after I wanted to write it down, I couldn't find it again. But some quote to the fact of, like, something to the nature of Half-Life Alex will not be as disorienting as Boneworks because Boneworks takes, I forget again how they said it, but they take it to the limit and some people just can't handle it, which I'm one of them. Supposedly, right. Half-Life Alex will not be like that. Either way, I got it for free since I have an index. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say something that I'm, I'm overall pretty disappointed in the index, in VR in general, actually. Right. I think Beat Saber is a god-tier game, and then, honestly, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that I would want to play regularly. Do you think... Do you think if the limitations of the technology got removed, like let's imagine that in my glasses there was no nausea, let's just oh. imagine that the problems that you have now disappear. Do you think the technology is promising to be better than PC games in theory? Like, in do you theory, think it can yes. be a better experience? Okay. Yes. So it's it's two yeah. things. Number one is a disorientation, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But the second thing, having this fucking thing on your head is annoying. Actually, yep. even if it's comfortable. Within five minutes of playing any game, my head starts to sweat. I have to literally wear a towel. It's like going back to my Saudi Arabian days. I have a fucking towel on my head. And <laughs> You're hitting the gym at home playing Beat Saber. It, it basically, I mean, Beat Saber is a workout for me. But yeah, generally, yeah. I'm I'm pretty disappointed. Um, not to mention a lot of the shit that came with it are defective. So I'm having to send them back and forth. It's been ah, kind mm. of a disaster on that front. But Hopefully in the future it'll be better. I mean, it has to come down to, number one, the games. You need better games. And number two, the hardware on your face just needs to be more comfortable. Like, the fact that there's a cord is a bit annoying. That would be nice if it was wireless. But also, if it like, it's going to be a while, Cinderin. But if literally you could wear glasses and that's VR, that would be the dream. Do you think, I mean, this is obviously kind of absurd, but do you think if the headset weighed nothing that you would get less nausea? Because it's not. weighing down on your head, right? So while yeah. you're moving, it's like you're wearing a helmet. And I could imagine taking a roller coaster with a helmet <laughs> on for me would be really uncomfortable. So do I you think, think that so. it's another problem that it weighs as much as it does? I mean, the weight and thing is more just uncom- being uncomfortable. It has less to do with the nausea, I think. Like, for okay. example, the second day when I tried Boneworks, I actually sat on a chair because I thought that would help. It actually made it worse uh-huh. for me for whatever reason. Um are you, but that's because wait. So in the game, you're walking, right? Yeah, you can move every. You're like I technically don't ever mm. need to move my head if I don't want to. Right. So I thought okay. sitting down would make it easier because I don't want to like fall down and just you know break a hip in but, my old age. But, but then uh, your brain is probably even more fucked by the disconnect yeah, between how you're moving in the more. game and how you're standing in real life. Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot exactly. of sense. It's super so, fascinating to me. I honestly just think the technology is incredibly fascinating, and I think like. Even if you want to go deeper, I think you can learn something about, you know, stuff that the technology maybe wasn't even intended for, like about how we perceive the world and movement, right? Like, I don't know if I've told you about this experience I had at Valve before with with trying some of their early iterations of the VR that they did, where they placed me in some different scenarios. Maybe you tried the same one. One of the scenarios, I was placed in an empty space, completely empty. And he said, look around until you see something. So I looked around, I didn't see anything. And then finally looked down at my feet and I'm standing on one block <laughs> in an emptiness of space. And right. he told me, take a step. 
And I really had to convince myself that I could do this. And then when I took yeah. the step, I did it super carefully. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of thing is really, really fascinating because I think it, you know, it's something about how our brains work on a deeper level that we can maybe learn, oops, that we can maybe learn from this technology, which I think is super cool. Uh, no, but just I as an totally entertainment agree. system right now, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit worried about it. Yeah, especially since it costs happening. so much and you need a good computer to run it. And I mean, endless, endless issues. Anyway, yeah. that is uh, disappointing news on my front, but it is what it is. And that brings us to the end of the episode, Cinder. And thank you so much for joining yeah. us. I really appreciate this. Really do. Like a personal favor. Thank you so much. Now, You're very having welcome, said Shannon. that, having said that, hmm. please tell me you've watched in Bruges one day. Please, Christmas present, anything. Okay. Here we go. The bait and switch. <laughs> That's no bait. You know I haven't fucking watched it. <laughs> Can you please watch it for Christmas? Please. I, I, I'm trying to think about a what's Christmas a good movie. time to watch this. Is Can, it though? I'm pretty sure this movie have, has nothing to do with Christmas. You work from home. There's no excuse. You know how many movies I've watched since I've been asking you to watch? In Bru- By the way, just quick little uh, tidbit here. Watchmen TV series just ended. Uh, not even sure they're having a season two. Really good. If you get through the first couple episodes, which I thought were kind of meh, it gets really good. It's only nine episodes. I highly recommend it for people that like. So if you the get through the first style. five, which are kind of bad, there's four good ones in the end. Eh, it's like two and a half, maybe. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> very, very good. Anyway, so Ambrose, Cinderin, please, I'm begging you. Give me a date. Shannon, this is, no, this is one of those things where you're like, you really want this to happen, but then when it does, I know, you're going to be disappointed. No. Then it's gone. No, you're going to be disappointed because I've hyped it up too much. We ask you every single no, week. You're, you're going to come back and say it was okay. You're going to miss the days when you could ask me this question. No, because I can you're ask if like, you watch Joker. There always will be a movie. That's the point, Cinder. And you got to get through them. Then you can see what the next movie will be on the list. Have you seen oh. Joker? You see? You see how this game works? You've never got past level no. one yet. <laughs> this is why you never bought another console, because you can't get past fucking level one, you idiot. Jesus. All right. Dude, I was great at Pokemon on the Game Boy. Thanks really for watching, guys. Until next time, Suns Fan Cinder and signing out. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Don't mess up your logos. See ya. Xbox Sex. We say things that don't mean anything But thanks for, but thanks for listening, listening. Yeah. <laughs>